Hello, everyone. This is the second edition of Clemson Podcast with Cody Fowler and Graham Sinclair. And we're we're going to tackle a few other things that have going on in the splimps in the Clemson universe. Uh, we're starting though. We're, we're going to hit on March Madness because that's what's most relevant. Unfortunately, Clemson doesn't have a say in March Madness right now. Um, but then we're going to talk about Clemson football because the spring game's coming up. There's a lot of good topics to hit on there. We're Clemson nerds, so we care about stuff year round. We care about the QB battles. We care about the defense. We care about recruiting, and we're going to talk about all that. Um, last, me and Graham here have a long-standing debate about CJ CJ Spiller versus Taj Boyd. Who was the better Clemson player? And I'm not going to tell you which side I take, but I imagine I know which side Clemson Nation takes. It's probably CJ Spiller. But we're going to make an argument for for Taj Boyd. Um, but we're going we're going to jump in. So Graham, I want I want to start by just asking you a few questions because you are a 2010 Clemson graduate. But you went to Kansas for grad school. Well, I'm sorry. Let's back up. You're from Seneca, but you live in Columbia. That's right. Uh, moved to uh, Columbia area when I was 10 and had to put up with Gamecocks for a solid eight years before I went back to Clemson. But, you know, fortunately when I was there, Clemson won six of those, so didn't have to uh, deal with too many obnoxious Gamecock fans like you do these days. I was there during the... Uh, the 0 and 21 with the Lou Holtz start, and it was those were some fun times. Even though Clemson wasn't great back then, we were not that bad. So yeah, going for us. And now you live in San Francisco, and you lived here the last four years, so you kind of got to on the on the tail end of that. You got to, to avoid the five game losing streak too by by relative obscurity being on the West Coast. Exactly. See about one Gamecock a year, and it's it's terrible. But you know, <laughs> one Gamecock. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so moving on, we're we're gonna start. We're gonna push this to like Kansas because college basketball they're blue blood you get the best of both worlds you went to clemson you have the football and then you you went to kansas for grad school and you have basketball who who is your favorite between clemson basketball and Can- if they were to play one another who would you be who would you be rooting for oh definitely clemson i mean it, it would be huge for the program if clemson could beat kansas um i, I cheer for K- kansas because I, I did go there but you know i'm always gonna be a clemson tiger okay that's fair that's fair so, what were your thoughts of the tournament? Kansas losing. Kansas was pretty disappointing. I, I kind of expected a little bit. You know, there's so much talent on that team, but all year you never really saw them have that, that chemistry that the great teams have where you, you see the ball movement and, and each player knows what the next player is going to do. It seemed like the only time Kansas would ever get on fire is when one player would take off and just take everything on themselves. You, you see, uh, you know, Selden get hot one game, have, you know, 22 points, and that's why Kansas wins, or... Frank Mason will get hot and just drive to the lane every time. But you never see that real team chemistry that you saw back when they had the Morris twins and they were throwing alley-oops to each other, you know, back and forth. But yeah. Yeah, So I, 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 I had to beat Wichita State, but I had them losing to Notre Dame. I, I kind of felt like Notre Dame was on a hot streak when they won the ACC and they're going to continue to take, make a run. I'd love to see them beat Kentucky, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. So I, I want to talk about Kentucky for a second. So Kentucky or Duke, who do you hate more? Oh man, that's that's tough. I <laughs> I hate them both equally. Okay, well, there's a chance they could play each other in the final mm-hmm. in the championship game. Who would you root for, Duke or Kentucky? I think I'd have to cheer for Duke in that. Um, I I hate Duke with a passion, but I I really don't like Calipari and uh, just I feel like. Uh, He's kind of a sleazy guy, and I do like Coach K. You know, as much as I hate Duke, you got to respect the guy. He's he's a great coach. 
Right? Like, Coach K over Cal. Coach Cal. Yes, for sure. If that, yeah, because the players are going to be moving year to year. They're never the same. So, well, and So, let's pick a coach. C- coach K has never had a Final Four taken away from him. Well, Coach K- Cal's had, what, four taken away? I don't know. He got Derek Rose into college off of, like, a 600 SAT score. So... <laughs> And then he and then he got Eric Bledsoe his tests like I think he had someone take a test for Eric Bledsoe and then when all that stuff when all that shit goes down he just puts his hands up he's like oh me yeah. anyway so so moving on let, let's tie back to Clemson basketball for just a second the Big Twelve sucked a lot like the SEC West sucked a lot of hyperbole going into this into the postseason and I know you know Kansas is part of the Big Twelve but they just weren't that good and they were overranked. Or the SEC West was overranked all year. So, what does it say about Clemson basketball? Where they were eight and ten in the conference, they beat NC State. They're a Sweet Sixteen school, and they also who did? I mean, they beat a few other teams. They did lose to Winthrop and on back to back nights with another bad team. But what do you think about Clemson's? I guess chances going into next season. It's hard to say. You know, they got Avery Holmes coming in from San Francisco to take over for Rod Hall, and are not losing much else. So. I feel like there's not even much of a drop-off, but, I mean, they were pretty mediocre this year, so I don't know if they stay in the middle of the ACC or if they can make a move up. It's hard to say. you got to win those close games. You know, we had several close games. We we didn't really have any big wins. I mean, you can maybe count NC State as a big win, but when we beat them, they were 14-10. and 10. I mean, you know, they, they had a run late. Uh, I was actually reading uh, just a minute ago that after Clemson beat NC State, the odds on NC State winning the national championship were one to two thousand, and somebody came to Vegas and put three hundred bucks on that. That's a six hundred thousand dollar win if, if they end up making this. But yeah, that's it's, yeah. They need to hedge, right? Yeah. Well, maybe if they beat Louisville, but yeah. So so moving on, let's get to like the the meaty stuff. Clemson football, and actually a word from our sponsor, really quick. Uh, Clemson Podcast brought to you by Todd's DVD and VHS Rental. It's locally owned and family operated for over 25 years in the heart of the upstate. Go visit Todd and tell him the guys from Clemson Podcast sent you. That's Todd's DVD and VHS Rental. Why stream movies from Netflix when you can rent a DVD from Todd's? And and that's that's a fake sponsor, by the way. So let's get into let's get into football. Uh, the defense. That's like that's what I'm most concerned about because we we can talk about the likelihood of Deshaun staying healthy or not staying healthy, but we'll, that's hard to predict. It's I mean, impossible to predict. It's impossible. Yeah. So let's talk about the defense. Uh, that's what I care about. Can we be as good as we were last year? I mean, probably not initially, but how, like finishing the season. Can I mean, we finish as a top 25 defense? No, we we can't be as good as we were last year. Last year we were the best defense in the country. Can we be top 10? Maybe. I mean, you top know, 25. Top 25. I would say yes, with a question mark. I mean, you've got a lot of young talent coming in. It's going to depend on how they perform. Uh, I mean, you're losing Vic Beasley and Grady Jarrett. I mean, those were two of the best D-linemen in the country. And, and Tavares Barnes, I mean, didn't start, but he's, he's going to be in the NFL. I mean, we, we had so much talent on the D-line that we're losing. We, had a lot, we have a lot of guys that are, you know, still around. you got uh, McKenzie Alexander. I think our secondary is going to be nasty. This year, yeah, don't you feel like that'll be an, like an actual upgrade? Even though we're losing Smith and Gary Peters, don't you feel like secondary will, even like that loss, will be mitigated by the fact that Curse and Mac Alexander will take another step, probably be playing in the NFL next year. It's a little hard to predict, I'd say, because I mean you can't tell what players going to do. 
you would think that McKenzie Alexander is going to be even better than he was, and he's going to be one of the best corners in the country. Um, and then uh, Jadar Johnson, I don't feel like is, is that much of a drop-off. Athletically, I, I would say he's an upgrade, but he's going to, I mean, he'll probably make a few blown coverages yeah. and things like that. And we got Blanks but, coming back. But, yeah, but he's nickel Sam. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's going to move, and he didn't do so hot in the safety position. But Tankersley on the other side is, is like, he's like 4-4 four, four speed. And Gary Peters had a great year, but I mean, he's like, you know, yeah. he's not the most physically gifted guy, but Tankersley really is. Yeah, Peters was kind of disappointing for the first three years and then just had a great senior season, you know, and and you hope, hopefully some of that's coaching and, you know, yeah, we can we can see some of that in uh, Tankersley this year. Yeah, and not to discount Gary Peters because he was great, but I just, I just, I guess physically the, the kind of talent we've recruited yeah. so well in the secondary and in a timely manner getting the right guys in we needed to get them in because now we have Tankersley, we have Adrian Baker, we have... Oh, yeah, Baker. We have Marcus Edmonds, Ryan Carter, all these guys that are, like, ready to go. They're mm-hmm. chomping at the bit. Yeah. And that's that's what we needed. We, that's what we needed from our offensive line over the last few years. But we're not going to dive in the offensive line right now. So, well, let's take a second, though. Like, who's your favorite player on D? Like, uh, let me rephrase that. Who's the one guy that, if he has an all-ACC, all-American type year, would catapult us into a top 25? Or would make the difference, I guess, into us being a playoff contender? Oh, man. I really like... Uh, the leadership you're starting to see from Kierce. You know, he, uh, Alexander is probably going to be our best player, but he's kind of the quiet, subdued, I'll, I'll do my talking on the field kind of guy. Whereas I feel like Kierce is really going to be the leader on defense and get the guys going. Yeah, he's, he's nasty. And he's, yeah, he's a, only a junior, but it seems like he's been the guy that's, he was a leader, just like a board leader from yeah, the start. Yeah. Let me, can I tell you my pick? What's that? Like the guy I think that's the, the most important player on Clemson's whole roster. That's not named Deshaun Watson, and that's Shaq Lawson. Oh yeah, he's, he's going to be key. He had a good, he's had a good career up to this point. It, it's just like we need we need someone to rush the passer, and if we don't get that, I mean it's going to be like the linebackers are going to take probably a small step back. Even if the secondary is doing a great job, if, if Shaq Lawson's not getting pressure and being disruptive then I, I don't know. I, I think that's going to be the difference. That's the X factor in, in our whole season. Yeah, I think, I think D-line is going to be the big question because we, we are losing so much talent, and it's these guys that are very talented but don't have the experience that, you know, it's going to be unpredictable. Yeah, it, that's, I mean, that's how it always is. So you're losing nine guys out of 11. Whenever, there, whenever there's question marks, it's, like, it's, gonna, it's, it's never good. In any college sport, whether it be basketball, whenever you're inserting – Replacing players whenever there's question marks. But whenever you're recruiting four-star and five-star guys, it makes you a little bit more optimistic. And that hasn't always been the case in Clemson football. Um, moving on, though, like, state of the program. I always like to say, where are we? We, we have an off-season to really digest everything. Where have we been the last four years going on, like, the next four years? Where do we rank out of all the programs out there in the top 25? And we're certainly top 25. Where, where do we fall? And that takes into account, like, coaching yeah. and recruiting, not just... So recruiting, bowl wins. Bowl wins. And this is over the past five years? Taking the, yeah, last four years, and then where we're training over the next four years. Where are we? Where does our program rank? I feel like we're probably around number 10. You know, we, well, but we're consistently recruiting in the top 10, so we should be above that. We've got great coaches. We're winning all our big bowl games. Uh, we just got to... Stay healthy, and we could be easily a top ten program going forward. I think. Would you say like we're fringe 
top ten. We we need a, like a big year this year to get into that that elite. Well, we it can't happen this year. We've had big years. We haven't had a big year, you know, with an exclamation mark where we get into well get into a playoff game. You know, that's that's what we need now to make the next step forward. We're we're winning big bowl games every year, but we're we're also losing one or two big games a year, and uh, you got to be able to to win those. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to win eleven games to get in the playoff right now. You know, with the way the ACC is looking, so that that means winning winning most of our games. Yeah, and I would say if there's one thing that makes me optimistic, is that we've we've really made it a priority to recruit the offensive linemen and even defensive line. We did a really well, a really good job last year with Christian Wilkins, Albert Huggins, Austin Bryant, so on and so forth, and obviously the guys from the offensive line that we brought in. I think when it all starts in the trenches. I think we learned that in 08 or 07 against Alabama. Yeah. Oh, man, that was ugly. You you can like be as good as you want to with, with Jacoby Fords and CJ Spillers all day. If you don't have someone to block for them, it's just it's not mm-hmm. going to amount to the, where we want to be. It's not going to get us to elite. We're going to have, like, we're going to lose to Georgia Tech every now and then. But when we start recruiting in the trenches, I don't, I don't see as many losses, like, to the, the teams we're not supposed to lose to. And then we're going to be able to go up against Florida State and South Carolina. Year by year to year, um, so let's get to it. Like we have this long-standing debate about C.J. Spiller and Taj Boyd, and who's the better. And let me let me clarify too, because it's not who is the better Clemson player at their peak, because we would both agree that C.J. Spiller in his senior year was he was probably one of the most talented Clemson players ever in his, in his senior year. So I'm looking at like totality of of college performance, and then. Who, I guess just who is a better player. And it's I, obviously C.J. Spiller, Cody. There's no doubt. I don't, okay, well, I don't know how you can even make the argument for Taj Boyd. Give me your argument for, for C.J. Spiller. He was and, just, and, 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 and obviously you're going to have to discount everything that Taj has done over the last few years. What do you mean? Just tell me, tell me your argument okay. for C.J. Spiller. I mean, just watch him play. He was the most dynamic player in college football at the time. I mean, you got to look at his kickoff returns, right? Every time he touched the ball, there was a chance he was going to score you know, screen pass to CJ. Is he going to score here? Probably. You know, it, it was it was incredible. I mean, yeah, maybe he doesn't have the big bowl wins that Tosh had, but he also didn't have the the surrounding cast that Tosh had either. So, but, no, that's fair because he did. Tosh has better coaching. He had better receivers and better. I mean, better people around him. So you have, you have to factor that in. But I also say like quarterbacks just naturally it's a more important position than running back. In general, yes. I, it's I, not the I, NFL, but yeah. But on top of that, also just yeah, New Hopkins was New Hopkins was good. Sammy Watkins was good, but he also helped make them better along with along with uh, Dwayne Allen, Brandon Ford, guys like that. I don't know. I I, th- I mean, look at who Taj Boyd had that he was throwing to. I mean, at least four NFL receivers. He had Sammy. I mean, does a two yard screen pass to Sammy that goes for eighty yards? Does that count as an eighty yard pass for Taj Boyd in the stat book? Yes, but I mean, it, anyone can throw that pass. You got Martavis Bryant who. Look what he's done in the NFL. Taj underutilized him. Jerron Brown's in the NFL. Jerron Brown was, you know, the fourth string wide receiver. Nuke will catch anything. I no, I, I definitely agree. Like, it's not just it's not one of. Them. I mean, it's it's the wide receivers helped him. He helped the wide receivers. But you have to think about it too. He had Andre Ellington as the speed back, who was the power back. He was the power back. So not only was he throwing over a, was a hundred touchdowns during his career, but he also was running. He was the running back as well. 
And then, and then let me take it one step further. His wins. He won an ACC championship. CJ got us to an ACC championship. And had four touchdowns in the ACC championship. He was great, but... Broke the ACC championship record for yards. Well, then there's, there's the LSU win, which wasn't like a BCS Bowl, but it was important because... It was a big win. It was a, yeah. Oh, you just said it. Yeah, it was a huge win. But I, I wouldn't say that his pass to Nuke was an amazing pass. I'd say it was an amazing catch. Fourth his and 16. whole game. But Tosh had a great game that game. Uh, and then obviously BCS went over Ohio State. It was big, but he, Taj also made a lot of boneheaded plays. Like you know, how much a, does that hurt him that he didn't beat South Carolina? Like I feel like that factors in way too much. It, it hurts a lot. I mean, you know, you're from South Carolina. You you understand the rivalry. They. Can you imagine being a Clemson player? Can you imagine if when you were at Clemson we never beat South Carolina? It would it would tear your soul apart, Cody. But how they had Javion Clowney, who's like Javion oh, Clowney, their on. best defensive player ever, and then probably Connor Shaw, one of their best quarterbacks ever. Like they were just it was just a bad time for Taj. It was a bad time for Taj. But also when I mean when CJ was there, he didn't have the talent around that Taj had. Yeah, well, he did have James Davis. James Davis was was a good back. Who was also like a better but player I would for say, him for most of the time that they were there. I think anybody at Clemson would say James Davis was a better back for at least two years as they as they overlapped. So he was even the best running back on the team for two years while he was there. Uh, I think that's pretty debatable. Well, that's what we're here to do. Who had more yards CJ's freshman year? J- James Davis. CJ had like a thousand yards his freshman year, didn't he? He had a great freshman year, and turf though did kind of like sidetrack him a bit. But. Yeah, but but I would say, I would say that makes even more the argument for CJ's bro. He's he's splitting carries with another great back. Yeah, but like he was he was so fragile. He came in at one ninety. Taj Boy's battling off Cole Stout. Man, so so let's like CJ was a, like a home run guy. He was your Justin Upton. Yep. He would go one for five. He hit a two run through and homer, but then he would also strike out four times. But we'd remember that that long. Touchdown run. I don't remember any CJ Spiller strikeouts. He would like, he would try to get to the outside and he would he would juke and he would die, and he would get like one yard loss. It was like all or nothing with him. I feel like we're going nowhere with this. I think <laughs> I think CJ Spiller is the better closer player. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's all we have for today. Um, I just I, again our inaugural episode. Please give us feedback. Um, another word from one of our sponsors. Clemson Podcast brought to you by Larry's Yachts by the Lake with two convenient locations on Lake Hartwell and Lake Kiwi. Larry's Yachts by the Lakes combines a white collar taste with a lower middle class setting. Larry's Spring Sale has yachts starting as low as $750,000. Call today. That's Larry's Yachts by the Lake. Thanks again. This is Clemson Podcast signing off.